Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. Gritty, grit, grit. You know, I love saying that sometimes. Um, All right. How are you? Welcome to August. Uh, For the month of August, I am actually taking a sabbatical. So I am pre-recording these episodes for August so that you can enjoy whatever teachings come forward um, while I am on sabbatical. And what does that mean? What does that mean to be on sabbatical? Well, one, I am taking rest because rest is so, so crucial to nurturing the parasympathetic nervous system, to step away from the doing, 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 and to really reconnect with being. And I feel that in the last few months, I've really been away from connecting with myself, with my inner self. I mean, I connect, but not as deep as I have been in the past, um, So it's time for me to rest. I've been creating a lot of content lately. For those of you that just listen on the podcast, I also do um, daily tarot pulls on Instagram live. And then I, you know, I'm doing that on TikTok also. And I do the podcast. I also have uh, a newsletter on Substack that I write for. Um, I'm creating all of these courses and I'm, I've got a retreat coming up at the end of September. So if you all are interested in that, it's a writing retreat at the Malay Colony in upstate New York. Um, reach out to me, email. There's only six spots open. Um, it's a very intimate and awesome, amazing uh, retreat experience where I'm going to be facilitating some writing and rest and sacred time. So that said, uh, this month I have a series that I am going to continue for the month of August. It's called Self-Awareness August. I originally called it Awareness August, but I felt like, well, there's a lot of awareness things like, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month and all that stuff. So awareness felt kind of vague. Um, So I'm putting in Self-Awareness August as the theme for our series, our five-part series, because in August, we've got five Wednesdays this year. Uh, So for today's first, um, oh, let me tell you a little bit about the series. So what it is, it's just, they're going to be short episodes that help you create awareness around your life, around your limiting beliefs, around any habits that you have. Um, And how are we going to do that? I'm going to break it down according to what meditation does for us. So this is loosely focusing on the practice of meditation and the benefits of meditation, but really talking about what that practice does for us. So we've got, um, should I reveal all of the parts for you? (laughs) Sure, why not? All right, so 
series, the first part of the series is gro- grounding. We're just going to ground into our bodies and into who we're being. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save the rest for a surprise for you. So you're just going to have to listen for the whole month of August. They'll be short. They'll be short. But I do have tarot cards, of course, to kick us off. So I'm going to just pull a card here from the Lightseer's Tarot deck. And today it's the Empress, which is the number three card in the Major Arcana. And I love the picture of the Empress. Um, She is drawn as a pregnant woman and her belly is painted as Mother Earth. And she has blue wings coming off of her shoulders. The moon is in the upper right corner of the card. And it's just, it's just gorgeous. Now, the thing is, it has come reversed, which means we got to take a look at the shadow side. But let me read you what the significance is of this card. So for the light side, it is the divine feminine, prolific creativity, fertility, motherhood, unity, the goddess, sensuality, nurturing, abundance, empathy, unconditional love, unification of mind, body, and spirit. So all wonderful, amazing, nurturing things that this card evokes. But she came in upside down when I pulled the card. And so this is the shadow side. Infertility, emotional overwhelm, shutting down, the need for self-care. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Disharmony, negligence, being materialistic, being overprotective of your creations, being overly dependent on others. So this is so interesting that this card comes forward because that is one of the reasons why I'm taking a sabbatical for the month of August. I have fallen, um, and I said this in the previous episode, I, I've gotten out of alignment. I've lost connection with my divine self. Not totally. It's just I have not been my connection has weakened a little bit because I've been looking externally for guidance, for messages, for what to do instead of going deeper within, which is what August is actually all about. So these little episodes that I'm doing for you this month are going to be invitations to go within because it's important for us to use our divine guidance, our intuition that's already there as the light from which we go forth. Uh, so this card says the Gaian Empress, Gaian is, um, earth radiates fertile energy, positive outcomes, and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. This flourishing creative energy is of the earth. So bring your dreams from the ethereal realm realms and ground them, <laughs> which is what this episode is about. Share them, birth them. Her bountiful abundance is always available to you. And she reminds you to find her generative beauty everywhere. You are entering a time of profound healing and blessings, and if you are feeling any lack of inspiration or possibilities, seek to heal your physical temple and to nourish your soul by embodying her shining creative essence. Continue to move calmly and gracefully in the direction of that which whispers yes. You know those nudges that you get and then your brain, your logical brain is like, no, that's not practical, or no, that's silly, or no, you know, mm -mm." listen to that little whisper of yes, 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 how it lights you up. Oh my God. Like just doing a cartwheel. I I talk about it all the time. I love doing cartwheels and that is my yes for today. Anyway, this card often affirms that you are on the right track. So keep growing beautiful seer and work with the nature of your situation instead of against it. And the mantra is I'm ready to give birth to my abundantly rich future. So it's interesting because there's nothing here about the shadow side, but what I want to say is 
because she is all about this, all about abundance and creativity and planting seeds and all this other wonderful, amazing energy. It's coming to us reverse because we are not doing that. We are neglecting our calling. We're neglecting our well-being. And so this is an invitation to practice real self-care, to take care of yourself no matter what that looks like. It could look like a four-hour afternoon nap. You know, it could look like floating on your back in the swimming pool, which is one of the thing, one of my favorite things of self-care. Um, it could be reading a book and not having to go anywhere, like to just not feel guilty about sitting on the couch and reading a book, um, just laying around and not feeling guilty about it. I mean, seriously, how many of us actually do that without guilt? It's not easy when you've got all of society saying, hey, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. You need to achieve this and achieve that. Just mm -mm, block that out, at least for August. That's all I'm asking. Just do it for August. And then when, when, September, when September comes back, come and let me know how you got, how it went. I can't even talk to me. See, this is why I need the self-care. <laughs> um, so this sort of segues into grounding. Now, with awareness, you know, folks who practice meditation know that meditation is really about awareness. So for those who don't practice meditation, I actually am offering um, just a short little um, four-week meditation class for the month of August in the spirit of self-awareness, which is just going to be self-awareness August. I should make this like a national thing. I don't know who to write to for that stuff, but say, hey, let's make August self-awareness August, please. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so um, what I am doing is offering a four-week meditation series where we go within um, and try out some of these things that I'll be talking about in the podcast. Um, and so you can sign up at thepostpriestess.com. There's going to be a page there for you to sign up. You can sign up for all four weeks, or you can just sign up for one and just drop in when your schedule allows. It's going to be on Monday mornings to kick off the week on the right foot. And it's going to be at 8 a.m. Eastern time, just a half hour. That's it. All you need is a half hour to get your mind set on the things that will allow for flow to happen in your life. I'm telling you sign up because the four weeks going to, it's going to change you going to change how you move through the day through the week. Okay. So for today's first out of the five part series in self-awareness, August, we are going to talk about grounding and grounding is really important because what often happens in meditation is that you go within and then you just kind of float away, you know, you either float away to connect with your divine self or you float away into your to-do list, <laughs> depending on where you are. But when we start with awareness, we need to start with grounding. And what that means is to bring presence to the body, to really pay attention to the sensations of the body, close the eyes and go within, you know, our primary sense, physical sense of, of perceiving the world that we live in, the physical world that we live in are our eyes. It's our sight. You know, I mean, yeah, we need, I mean, all five senses are useful, but our default is sight. We look at everything. When we close our eyes, we're like, wait, where'd the world go? It's like, is it real? I'm not sure. I smell the cookies in the oven, but I don't see them. Am I smelling things? Am I imagining? So grounding is to first be aware of the body. 
So when you sit down to meditate, sit down in a comfortable place, you know, whether it's a chair or on the floor, and just notice how things feel from the inside out. Now, in order to heighten the sense of feeling, of sensation, you need to take away something. You need to take away the sense of sight. And you do that by just closing your eyes. You know, when people meditate, you'll see them. They'll close their eyes. Sometimes if you're lying down in Shavasana, you'll, they'll put like an eye pillow on. You know, it is to deprive our bodies of the, of the sense of sight. Because when that happens, we can amplify the abilities of the other senses. So, for example, um, I don't recall where it was, but I was listening to someone talk about sound. And they played some notes and they said, now reach for that sound. And I was like, reach? How do you reach? Sonically, how do you reach? So I tried it and it was, it was phenomenal. I was like, what? I can, what? Yes, yes. But in order to do that, you need to turn the knob down on the other senses. So let's say you want to focus on the sensation of feeling, of touch, of being in your body. Turn down the access that vision has to your physical world. Allow yourself to go within. How can you go within if you're looking outside all around like, oh, look, there's books over there. Oh, look, there's a bumblebee over there. Oh, look, you know what I'm saying? So in order for us to ground ourselves, because our eyes are in our heads, right? And when we are in our heads, we tend to be ungrounded. Our thoughts spin like cyclones and we just create these stories that run away from us and we believe them. We're like, oh yeah, you know, I got so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed that I got to do blah, 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 blah. And then you go down and write, you know, the things that you need to do. And you're like, oh, oh, I only need to do that. I thought I had like 500,000 things. No, I only have 10. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. My mind was just making it bigger than it needed to be, than it actually was. And so we need to take the head out of the equation, so to speak. And so you do that by closing the eyes. And now I know some might be thinking, well, if I close my eyes, I'm in my head more. This is true because you have taken, taken the sense of sight away. And so what you can do is then, now that you don't have the distraction of vision of, of images in front of you, you focus your mind on the sensations, focus your mind on what you feel. Notice the quality of the air on your skin. Has, has anyone done that? Has anyone stopped to be like, oh, let me, let me check in with the quality of the air on it. Let's see the temperature of the air on my skin. Never paid attention to that before. How about that? But if that's too fine of a sensation to get access to, go with where you're sitting. Access where you're sitting. How does it feel? Does it feel hard, soft, solid, wobbly, whatever it is? How does your body feel in the position that it's in? Are your legs crossed? Are they, are you in a chair and your feet are flat on the earth? Notice the sensations of the body. And then 
allow yourself to feel grounded in those sensations. If you're sitting on the floor, you can feel your body just rooted into the earth. If you're sitting in a chair, you can feel your feet rooting into the earth. Allow the body to feel, first of all, to feel, right? Feel the solidity of your body. Your body is amazing and awesome, and it is the conduit through which you experience the world, right? So say, thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for bringing all of this information into me, into my essence. So I can be like, ooh, this is the world and I'm experiencing it. This is great. So be thankful for your body. Say, thank you, body. And then ground and just say, all right, I'm here and I'm sitting. Now, what happens after that? It's the mind, the monkey mind, because we're so used to doing, 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 doing. We're like, okay, what's next? Okay, here's my to-do list. No, 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 no. It's like, okay, I checked off that box. I'm in my body. I feel the sensations. Okay, done. Now what? No, what you got to do next is to slow the brain down, to slow down the mind. And how do you do that? Focus your attention on the breath. Have the breath come in through the nose and feel the sensation of that air. Feel it cool around the edges of the nostrils. Feel the cool air coming in through the nasal passages. And by the time it gets through the throat down into the lungs, it's already warmed up, right? But you can still feel the coolness traveling inside the body. So focus on those sensations. And then when you do that, you got to exhale, right? You just got to go exhale it out and remember how magical your body is. When you exhale it out, you know that you've converted oxygen into carbon dioxide. And like, what? The human body is a freaking miracle. I mean, really, like you could break down the scientific exchange of like gases and whatever, but essentially it's magic. I'm telling you, it's magic. Like, okay, I'm going to breathe in some air and I'm going to take and extract the oxygen from the air to nourish the cells of my body. And then once that's done, my lungs are going to do their funky, magical ways And we're going to expel the air we don't need because it's carbon dioxide all of a sudden. That's the waste. We're just going to go, how, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I, it's just freaking awesome. Like I am amazed by the miracle of the body and we take it for granted because we do it all the time. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm." Until it gets taken away and you're like, oh, wait. And when I say taken away, it doesn't have to be extreme like that, like, you know, taken away, taken away. But it could be just, you know, going for a run and you're like breathing hard and you're like, oh, man, I'm out of shape. You know, whatever it is. But just bask in the wonder of the body. I mean, think about all of the processes that your body does for you day in, day out to keep the whole system going. Right. So that you, your spirit, soul can have the human experience. I don't know. It's exciting for me. So yeah, so grounding, that is what we are doing. When you ground, you are able to take your meditation practice wherever it needs to go, you know, but it starts with grounding. Now, when you ground, you can feel like you have an anchor to return to when you meditate, because, you know, sometimes when we meditate, we float off into the ethers or, you know, wherever else, sometimes we're not even our body. And for those of you who never meditate, you're like, wait, what? What do you mean we're not in our body? What are you talking about? I don't want to do that. I don't want to not be in my body. It, trust me. It's, I, <laughs> I just want to trust me and just do it. It's an amazing feeling. Um, but it's important to ground because what happens is that when you finish meditation and you come out of it and you don't ground ahead of time, 
nothing bad happens. You just feel a little wobbly. You just feel a little like off kilter for a little bit longer than you want. Like when you get back to meditation, you were like, all right, I'm done with that. I'm going to go get on with my day. Right. But if you don't ground, you might come back and you'd be like, okay, whoa, whoa, I went, whoa, I went somewhere. Like, okay, I got to go sit down and, and think about it. And now I got to go ground myself and be back in my body and whatever. Grounding really just helps to keep you anchored and it acts as bookends to your meditative experience. So when you come back from your meditation, the invitation is to be aware of the body once again. And so you return to that grounding and then you can complete your meditative experience as a whole sort of cycle. See, see how awesome that is? Um, some other people, um, some other ways of grounding that people use, um, include, you know, burning incense or a candle to start the meditation practice. Um, some people use uh, sacred smoke to clear the air, whether it's Palo Santo or sage or sweetgrass, whatever appeases, not appeases, pleases your senses. So for me, like the scent of Palo Santo is so opening for me. Like it signals to my body, okay, we're about to go into a sacred space. You know, lighting rose incense opens my heart a little bit more because there's something about the, the scent that helps my sense of smell really activates an openness and a relaxation for me. But it could be other things, you know, lighting a candle helps in terms of the vision. Like here is a flame that I can focus on in my mind's eye after I close my eyes. That is my anchor. It could be, you know, whatever you sit on, a meditation cushion or a soft rug. That is the grounding element. You know, you can ingest flower essences before you meditate. So that flavor, that taste can help keep you in the vibration that you want. Sonically, you can ring a... Um, set of tingshas or a sound healing Tibetan singing bowl. We got all kinds of ways to tap into our senses that help us lay the groundwork, groundwork for going into meditation and creating awareness in this journey. So that's it, my friends. That is numero uno for creating awareness for awareness august woohoo so grounding grounding's the thing my friends all right so because um august this august i'm going to participate in what is called the seely challenge it is um a challenge created by poet nicole seely she's amazing uh and the challenge is to read a po a book of poems an entire book of poems every day for the month of august now i don't know if i have the bandwidth to read an entire poetry collection each day, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try what I can, but I got my 30 books. Oh, sorry. 31. Forgot that August has 31 days. Got my 31 books stacked, ready to go. But what I want to do is share one poem with y'all to close out each episode for this series. And today I've got Chris Abani's new book, Smoking the Bible. Chris Abani is just like, mm, love him so much. And I haven't read the book yet because the Sealy Challenge hasn't started. August hasn't started at the time of this recording, but I have this book and I randomly opened it to 
where the sort of postcard is from the bookseller. And I opened it to page six. So let's read that poem. It's called Birthright. Thin pages brittle with words and two brothers, one elder, the biblical, unavoidable here, and there is the rub. To come to self, to skin, is to rip away another, separate, tear. Train, snaking track, snaking thoughts, window as page, margin as frame, what is kept within, what slips away, from beyond the willow's lazy bow into river, beyond the crane stabbing for minnows in the shallows, beyond the reflected sunlight in a cathedral the tints of stained glass, that addendum to light that tempers it to grace. Whew. Amazing. So much power in that quiet. Hmm? At least that's how I feel. Anyway, my friends, that is it for today's episode. I hope you get to sign up for my meditation class, drop in, or take the whole series, depending on when you listen to this. Um, and so, my friends, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. <laughs> If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.